Hello and welcome to the Veer Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky. And I'm Albert Imperato. Where we help men communicate and build empathy. All right, Albert, here we are again, back at it. And I, I'm really excited about this show. I, I think this is a very uh, topical conversation that we're about to have. And I think it's going to help our audience quite a bit. And, um, you know, I, I'm really excited to meet Rashad. I've, I've never <laughs> met him before. I'm looking at his face right now and I'm just like, let's get to know him. Um, did, you, so, did you go to his feed and just like flip through and become instantly jealous? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, he's got a really big following. Um, I saw his squad that he posted um, and he's just like, we're about to change the world. And, you know, from across the States, I was just like, hell yeah, man. Now more than ever, that's what we need. So, um, you know, I just, I just want to show my support and just tell him, don't stop, man. Like the world's rooting you on. Well, right? I, I, I definitely, when we get into our <laughs> official conversation, after you introduce yeah. him officially, uh, ask him about that post and the previous post mm-hmm. uh, and tell you a little bit about my, my history with Rashad. Rashad Little, known on social media as Mr. R. Little, was born in Augusta, Georgia, raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and now resides in Seattle, Washington. Currently, Rashad works as a fashion content creator. The name Mr. Little actually comes from his mother dapperly dressing him up as a young kid. People would say he dressed like a little man, so everyone started calling him Mr. Little. Rashad served in the US Navy. He's attended 20 different schools in his lifetime. He has three younger siblings. Rashad is a diehard New York Saints fan, and he also believes leading by example more than anything. Rashad, it's a pleasure to invite you onto the show today. Thank you for making some time for us. Of course, of course. Thank you, guys. First, I, w- I want to say, uh, you know, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm super excited for this opportunity. Like I said, me, me and Albert go back a little bit uh, to when I when I first started out. When I mean first started out, I mean, you know, maybe 800, 1,000 followers in. And uh, he had already believed in me and, and saw my potential. Um, and it's just crazy how you connect, you know, down the line and how you connect. So, uh, again, thank you guys, and I'm excited to to get this thing going. Thank you. Well, I just um, you know look back three years ago because it's about three years I've been doing the feed, and uh, you know when I followed you, um, I was just like, wow, this guy knows how to take a picture. Your looks were so diverse; like you'd be like in like ruggedy uh, style in one picture, then you're looking almost like a high fashion model, and I was like, <laughs> at, at first I was like, this guy must be a model. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, you just you the way that you carried your body and the way that you were expressing yourself in the different photos. I mean, I have basically like three looks in a photo in in my whole feed, and you've got like indefinite amount. So I was just curious about about you, and I started, um, yeah, I was just following you and enjoying what you were doing. I remember actually starting to to imagine myself as a discoverer of fashion and modeling talent, and I started popping your profile into the feeds of like Armani and Hugo Boss and just being like I want to discover like the next great supermodel and a lot of people wrote back like oh this is so nice great photos and we talked to people who have agencies behind them and blah 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 I was like oh well my idea was not you know because I I promote musicians I thought my next job would be promoting models but it didn't exactly work out anyway uh fast forward we kept in touch but we never really like had a proper dm chat it was always quick hey uh, not, you know just a, a lot of polite uh, responses commenting support for each other and then of course your 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 account just took off uh just for a second like tell us like what happened that you suddenly like it seemed like your following just exploded yeah uh, it was it was a culmination of a couple of things so um one of my photos did really well and hit the explore page and that helped me out a ton. Um, I did a video. Oh God, what was that video? Uh, I can't think, but I did, I did a collaboration with somebody and it, it brought in a lot of followers. And I started experimenting with ads too. I had um, a good friend of mine here and um, a good friend of mine here in Seattle. And he, he uh, does like Facebook ads and, and Instagram ads and just has a certain way of like targeting different audiences. And uh, we were able to target um, some audiences that just really want to focus on men's fashion and fashion in general. And I started experimenting with it. So I just really got to a point where, and this is what happens with uh, many people who work hard or just put their time into something for a good period of time. What happens is like, uh, it's almost like the universe starts working with you. 
You know, it's like, you know, and I've been, it's, it's almost like it says, I've been seeing you working. It's been a year, it's been a year and a half, two years, however long you've been doing. And as long as you stay in it, um, you don't really know how you get to the point or to the goals you're trying to get to. But just along the way, that help started to come, that additional help that you needed. So, yeah, I just I, I had a friend help me, you know, Instagram helped me by promoting my stuff more. And um, I kept doing the things that I had been doing to get to that point, like uh, showing a lot of love, like you and I, Albert, our relationship is based on support. You know, it's based on um, you have a completely, completely different style from me, but I love it and I, and I respect it, you know, and I've, I've even tried to dabble in it here or there. I'm not sure how successful I was, but um, you'll probably have to be like 35 years <laughs> old to dabble in you know, to like to like really, really embrace it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I kept those same principles in mind. I kept the same intent in mind as to even why I started this page. And, um, those, those principles, those fundamentals is, is what has gotten me to where I am now. And to answer your question is actually what helped me propel myself. I think when I started to take off, I was around 8,500, maybe 9,000 followers. And then in about two months, I made it to about 20,000. So, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, the message there is like so super clear of just doing the work, you know, that people think what's the magic formula, but the reality is and almost anybody who's really successful at something, it's a, it's about doing the work over and over again and, and, you know, more and more expressing yourself in your most natural way to that, that makes people connect with who you really are. Um, and if, anyway, I could, if, I, if I could chime in on that really sure. quick, um, one thing I mentioned was intent. I'm in, I'm in the process of, of creating an e-course um, for creators just starting out who want to transition their profile into more of an influencer-based kind of a profile. And um, one of the main things I talk about in the beginning is what's your intent for wanting to do what you want to do? Because that's what's ultimately going to be like your motivation and, and also like, like your stabilizer down that point. You know, if my intent when I got into this was to help men, one, dress better, because to me, at one point, I dressed like shit. I had a very street, like urban style. And I didn't really understand like everyday, you know, contemporary modern fashion, or I would say timeless fashion. Uh, and I started to learn about it through, through YouTube, through asking questions. My mom is a huge fashion buff, um, you know, just friends around me. And I was like, you know what? Well, they, I learned how to dress better from other people. People taught me. I spent hours learning about this. I believe it's time for me to, to start a page or something to give that back, to start providing, you know, my own level of education. I, you know, I wasn't trying to deep dive into it and tell guys, you should, you should do this and you should do that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of leading by example, but I was like, you know, I think it's just time for me to put myself out there a bit more and maybe, you know, one or two guys will pick it up and um, I can inspire them to go down that journey like I did. So uh, the, a big reason again, for my growth is intent. And I want to, give that message to guys. It's the intent behind what you do that really, that really can, can keep you on that path for the years sometimes that it takes to get to that goal. It's the intent that you start out doing it in the first place. Well, I feel like that word is just a, a very powerful word. It's, it, it can be like a subtle word. It sound, doesn't sound like the most, the most active word. Uh, it's not like, you know, uh, a, a, like a thrilling sort of like, exhilarating word it's just intent it sounds kind of modest but the intent is really it's kind of i guess the analogy is it's sort of the map uh that without the intent it, you could run as fast as you want but if you're running on running the wrong direction from where you want to go then it doesn't matter so it's kind of a bit of something of an intent uh, intent to me feels like like a road map almost or the beginning of a road map um so so you mentioned you know wanting to dress better to show to share with the uh, people your love of fashion but you also suggested there was some other intent there as well uh yeah i'm trying to remember what i said now i'm um, getting the um, vibe a little bit <laughs> that you're talking about like just it was more generally about inspiring people yeah, yeah. so I, I get exactly what you're saying because uh, I, I was going somewhere else with that yeah so yes the one intent was to um help men dress better but the other intent was I didn't have social media for about two and a half. Well, I would say about a solid two years. I, um, I moved from Hawaii. I was, I was modeling there for, for Wilhelmina, Hawaii. And I came back home and I, I wanted to finish my degree. I just wanted to get serious. Um, I got like a regular job uh, after, I, after I had gotten out of the military. And um, I was like, well, you got some, like, I moved to Seattle. And I was like, well, you need to meet people. How are you going to meet people? I moved to Oak Harbor, which is two hours 
north of Seattle. And then my, my plan was to get a job and move to Seattle when I moved here because I, I quit my job there. I moved over here. I just completely started fresh. But I was like, I can't stay two hours away from opportunity. I got to get to where opportunity is. I, I want to do something. I just don't know what I wanted to do. And um, I had talent to, as you would say, you know, I, I could quote unquote model a bit and, and just make clothes look nice. And I was like, well, you know, we should start doing this. It was almost like I had a calling to do it. You know, I just had a calling to do it. And uh, of course, I was inspired by guys, you know, on YouTube, like Teacher Men's Fashion, Alpha M, Real Men, Real, Men, Real Style, guys who were doing it and who were helping guys, honestly. And uh, so it was a mix between the intent to help guys and also um, I need to build some type of a um, digital presence so I can start making friends and connecting with people. And uh, sometimes the best way to do that is to use what you're good at, use your talent, because you can, you can, you know, build a community within that, at least. If I don't make a ton of friends, at least I'll have like-minded friends. So, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a really perceptive uh, uh, way to uh, say that. It's, it's so funny. People assume that Adam and I know each other uh, for many, many years and well beyond Instagram. And we met on Instagram. People are always surprised, like, you know, this talk that you guys do grew from an Instagram relationship. And we did. We met in New York. We got together and we had a, a, a really great time. But um, I could I really uh, relate to the possibility of um, that you felt of meeting people. And, and you, what you said is exactly right. You'll at least meet people who have similar interests, whether or not you become best buddies and really share a lot of other uh, uh, qualities is, is, is kind of up to chance or something else. Uh, Adam, did you want to jump in? It looked like you had something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just to kind of echo the, uh, the social media thing. Yeah. It's kind of, um, you know, for me, it's like, I got started on the Ironheart forum and, you know, a great small tight knit community, but I was like, okay, like I want to, I want to meet more people. I want to meet more people. So Instagram was kind of taken off at that time. So same thing. It's like, I just want to share my love of jeans for as many people as that wants to hang out. And it just seems that like the denim community and the fashion community and like the rugged wear community just really just has been growing exponentially uh, from all the small little interactions that we've had. And it's just, you know, a great way to meet people. I mean, I'm like glad to know people all over, all over the globe, you know, like, I don't think I would have ever met anyone from Indonesia without Instagram, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <not laughs> where so would true. that happen? And another thing regarding the intent um, you know, just kind of my thoughts on it is it's a really, it's an invisible word because no one can see you, you know, plugging away, crunching the numbers inside of your own head. You know, that's something you have to do on your own. And there's no like intent and intention is not an action. It's not like a, I'm like actively doing it's uh it's a mindset. It is something that you decide on and then follow. So yeah, if your intention is, you know, set out for you, then yeah, it's the action just will follow. So if your intention is pure, if it's true, if it's loving and inclusive, then yeah, like, of course, you're going to grow from it. So that's just, you know, my, my thoughts, because if you're thinking about what is intention, yes, it's a roadmap, but it's also a very finite destination of just like, this is it, and I have to get there. So I, I really think that is a powerful word. Um, as much as as an invisible word that it is too. So, um, did you have like a specific like mindset, or did you have a specific like? Um, I guess the word is intention, but what were you feeling like whenever you first started, and you were just like plugging away at it, and you're just like, all right, here's another one on the grind. Is it going to bomb today or not? Like, you know, like what what were the things that kept you pursuing? Um, you know, continuing to post, continuing to grow, because some people do get pretty jaded real quick, and they're just like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore, but it seems like you persevered through that, you know, the initial rise, the dip, and then, you know, you're exponentially growing now. So I, I, that's an amazing, that's an amazing question. And I, I think maybe I can sum it up that up in about three points. Um, number one, I, I had a, I did make a goal. I remember telling my, my best friend at the time, and I still have the text message. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get a hundred, I was I'm gonna get a hundred thousand followers in a year, bro. I'm telling you, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm gonna be the best at this because that's the way my mind works. I, I had, I've had past successes in my life, and I just know um, anything is one. What this mantra I live by is, um, your, your hard work will never not pay off. I just believe in it. I believe that your hard work will always pay off. It may not be, you know, the goal that you set out for, but it's gonna, you're gonna be right in the the perfect place. Uh, 
where, you, where your hard work will lead you. That'll be exactly where you need to be. So I did have a goal. And of course, I haven't gotten that goal just yet. But um, I, I, I really, the reason why I had made that a goal is because I wanted to touch as many people and help as many people as possible. So of course, I had to have the confidence in myself. Of course, I had to continue to do the homework. Um, to to know how to dress and know how to because that's how people are going to validate you right if they come and they say oh this is a men's fashion guy they're going to look to see if you can dress so I was like you know I got to continue to do homework I got to you know watch guys like Albert and um, guys like you know forty something fashion and um, I, I would say just the OGs in the game who who've been doing this for a while I was going after that timeless style so you have to look at guys you know who style would fit pretty much in any time period you know so I look at a lot of older guys younger guys. And um, so that was the first thing that, that was the first thing that did it. it was, I had I did have a goal in mind. Second thing was I had I had friends, I had friends who would remind me people close to me that would remind me uh, just would not let me quit. I had I had a really, really bad depression state about last uh, I want to say it was last August, last last July, August. I was just I was in just in a really bad place. I was having some uh, financial struggles because I had I had quit my job to really pursue this. I wanted to really give my all to this. So um, I was working for an enterprise, rent a car. I was a part of the management program. Very very good job. I don't know why I quit that job. I will be making super great money today. But I, I really I really did I really did believe in this. I really did believe that I could um that I, that I could become a, a somebody from this from this platform or from you know just being in the social media space. Uh, because I believe I did have the intent, the right intent in mind. I want to gain followers. And that's what I didn't say before. I wanted that 100,000 followers. One, it was a goal. But two, I wanted to be able to touch as many men as possible. Um, I wanted to be able to help as many men as possible. And uh, um, so, that, so I had the goal. The second thing was, um, okay, well, I said 100K. Now I'm losing my train of thought. It was friends. 100K. And I have friends, right? And then, I'm, um, take, I'm taking notes. I love right. <laughs> Yes, sir. I, I'm serious. You, you, I love you. Them. You guys have to forgive me. Sometimes I, I'll just I'll just continue to talk. No, keep going, dude. We're loving we're loving the yeah. energy. What's yeah. all about? Um, and then the 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 third thing um, to to keep me doing this, um, it's addicting, you know. I, I, and it's fun, you know. I, I said that before in my post. I was like, you know, guys. Of course, social media help you start a business, blah blah blah. And you know, you you'll you'll make friends, but. People don't talk about how fun social media is. This is actually fun, you know. If I'm able to make, you know, just you know, my my full time living and you know live comfortably as I would if I stayed with Enterprise and you know made it to the to the levels I wanted to make within that company. Um, if you know, if if you work hard enough and you you find the fun and the enjoyment in this, which again goes back to the intent in doing this, you love the process. You're gonna love it in the end. You know what I mean? And, and this whole process has been so fun. I can't tell you how many DM conversations I have every day and just people. I was just telling, you know, my friend the other day, I probably could pick up the phone or at least DM about two to three hundred people right now. And we have like a legitimate conversation like, we, we, you know, almost like, you know, both of you guys. Like I could I talk to people like that on a regular basis from all across the world. And um people forget that we're social creatures we need love like we need love we need that you know companionship and that's what that's what that's why we're so addicted to it because we love people we don't think that way but it's, it's very much true so i would say that's the third thing is that i actually really really enjoy it <laughs> hey i mean we wouldn't all be here if we didn't if we didn't like doing it so yeah 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 once you get past the uh, taking pictures of yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and I, and I, and I enjoy that as well. I love now. I'm really, really deep diving into into photography. It's really becoming a passion of mine. But um, uh, it was first I loved being in front of the camera, and then um, you know, when when you, when you get a little get a little camera, or whatever you think you're doing stuff, you're like, oh, you know, I got my camera. I'm gonna become a photographer, and then I I started to become a student of that. Right? It came because I got the camera because I wanted to stop working with so many photographers. Um, so I could just kind of make my own schedule. Um, you know, I meet up with friends. We take pictures of one another. Um, you know, I meet up with my lady. You know, she'll take pictures for me. She takes great pictures. And um, I really started to be like, wow, I actually really, really enjoy the editing process and taking the pictures and um, helping other people's ideas come to life. That's how I look at photography. It's like uh, I'll, I'll get people that hit me up now and say, hey, man, I want to shoot. You know, I, I got this idea or uh, I got this outfit. And it makes me it makes me think about to when I when I first started, I remember paying like four hundred and fifty bucks 
for just like an hour and a half shoot. I didn't know any better. I was like, I just got to, I got to find a photographer. I got to stop taking my tripod outside. I got to get better quality fo- photos because I'm using auto mode. These pictures are coming out blurry. I'm trying to use, <laughs> I'm trying to use the iPhone editing software to make them look good. So when I just go, and this actually was a friend of I say, you need to start working with photographers. Um, so I started doing that, but I, I really didn't find any, you know, fashion photographers or, or anyone in the city that was doing, I was doing that, that was doing what I was doing that I felt I could reach out to and connect with. I just, I just wasn't finding them. So now I'm at a position where I was like, okay, I, w- I want to start doing that for other people. I want people to hit me up maybe with the same idea, or if you want portraits or full bodies. And um, I wanted to start getting to that. So I don't remember how I got on that, that tangent right there, but <laughs> I know I wanted to piggyback off what you said. Um, <laughs> no, I just, that. I mean, just the fun. I mean, it's, it's the, the, fun, great, yeah. <laughs> the great uh, uh, aspect of, doing what, uh, having uh, a sense of your intent and then the, the enjoying what you're doing, you get all these results that you never counted on. I'm, I mean, I'm, I've had a 33-year career as a music promoter and I have no musical, no official musical training. I had an entire career and we're able to employ like many people for many years just because I love hearing music. That's, I mean, I really can't tell anybody. I sometimes still... This, you know, even at the time of COVID where my business is facing every crisis you can imagine, I still have a, a big feeling of being a kid playing office. Like, oh my God, I, I, I have ideas and people are going to pay me money for to take an idea and try to make somebody know about what they're doing and why they're gifted and why they're special. So, I mean, it's just been, it's been the greatest reward of, of just following my passion is realizing what, what, that something good could come from it. But I think what you said before is also really important that because we don't reach a specific goal doesn't mean what we're doing is wrong or not worthy. Because I mean, in a way, how do any of us reach a specific goal? How could, you know, there's so, in certain ways, we, we are, our goals change so much that the minute we even hit a goal, we want another goal. You know, there's something else that we want. There's some other revelation that comes in our life that makes us want to long for something more. And, uh, you know, just being open to that. And, you know, people are overwhelmed in our society. They're overwhelmed by opportunity or by the challenges that they face in their opportunity. And I think that's why we're kind of going through a rough time in our culture right now is because people are not realizing that uh, keeping to some some very basic principles, uh, how we care about each other, uh, realizing our interdependency with others. Uh, that if you know, in a democracy, you got to be informed and you have to vote. Uh, these are simple things, and and when the simple things, you know, knowing your history is a simple thing. But if you don't know your history, um, you're gonna really make some some mistakes and and pay kind of dearly for them. And and I love that idea of that these simple things that apply to your individual life really do kind of, you can broaden them out and look at a, at, a, at, a, at the broad social canvas and see how they influence the shape of our society. And, you know, right now, I mean, one of the reasons I reached out to you, the, when I reached out to you is that the, the morning um, that, that, you know, the, the death of, of George Floyd happened, one of the earliest uh, things that popped up into my box was your post that day. And, you know, not to, you know, not to, to dive into something so painful when we're just having like a, a beautiful, charming conversation here. I just have to, I just have to say that that was a very, very powerful post. Um, obviously, a lot of people were responding. Um, I mean, is it something you feel comfortable telling us a little bit about? I mean, you literally said I'm typing this through, through tears, but the vibe, the vibe of the post was just like, completely undiminished like you it was your personality of uh, i am going to state my truth but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep shining that was the vibe i got as you know, tell, tell us a little bit about it yeah and, and it was it was um it was different for me because up until that point i hadn't really i guess the, the best analogy i use is like broke character like i had always stayed you know fashion this is a fashion page even though my stories were show my everyday life you know my feed was strictly passion you know um and I just, I was, I was led to do that. You know, I was, I was very, very passionate and, and I wanted people to, um, I wanted people to try to gain an understanding of 
what that what that would have been like, you know, and and how how wrong it really was. And that's that was that was, and I really was crying when I was I was reading that while I was typing that post because it was like I can't even believe I'm. It's, it's sad to it's. It was like so many things. It was, it was sad to be typing it. It was sad that it happened. It was sad that it's still going on. And um, they don't tell you this when you sign up to be an influencer or, you know, any any person of, of influence in whatever field you do. But when these events happen, people do. People look to you for your leadership, your guidance. Um, people uh, um, expect you to come out and have a good message. You know, they really do. It goes back to intent. You know, um, if you didn't, if you got into this for you know, anything other than to help provide a service for you feel led to do this. This is your calling. It's your purpose. Um, maybe you're doing it for the money. Then that that intent is going to come out when things like this happen. Uh, you may not have the right intention behind why you're posting or saying something. You might feel, you know, pressured to say something. But if you're in this for the right reason to help people, then whatever message is going to come out, it's going to help people, you know, and it's going to come out in a way um, it, it may offend some people, you know, just because this is, this is such a sensitive topic. Um, even what I said may have offended people and made people unfollow me, but I know in my heart, I had the intent to just try to help people understand, um, what that man would have been going through his family. Um, because we all have families, you know, we all, I, I believe we all value our lives, you know, and, um, just, you know, watching that almost nine minutes of what happened. I, I wanted people who maybe didn't watch it or, or maybe, uh, had watched it. I wanted them to think about, you know, what if that was them? What if, what if they were in that position? And if you felt some type of way, then what I would have hoped for was whatever way you feel you can help and bring awareness, show to someone, educate your family. Um, and I believe I said that in my, in my, um, in my story too, right after that post, even in that story, um, I have like, uh, um, looks like water on my show, but those are tears, you know? Uh, and I, I did that story right afterwards because I wanted it to be, um, I, I wanted just to, to show people what I was going through, what I was feeling. And, um, yeah, again, my, my hope from it was for someone to tell their, tell their friend, tell their family. There was a video that just circulated recently where, um, a white father brings his son in and he shows on the screen, um, um, uh, a white kid and a black kid, whether it's a girl guy, uh, two black girls, one, whatever it may be. And he was just asking them what, what was he seeing? And he was just, he just was saying, I see two, you know, two, she's kissing him or they're playing or they're having fun. Um, they look happy. He has a green shirt on shit, but it was never color. You know, it was never color. And, um, I, I, I want to get to, a, I want to get to a point where, I want to get to people say, oh, you know, you don't see color, don't see color. It's okay to see color, but it's it's the it's the connotation, it's the um, it's it's the association uh, along with that color. I want people to say, yeah, that's that's a black or brown guy, but he's cool. Like it's nothing else. Like he's cool. That's that's my friend. You know, just how kids will see two people playing. You may say, oh, well, don't you notice he's black and they came in black? Oh, well, yeah, but that's normal. You know, and I. I my, so my fight and, and my thing that the post and everything that I'm doing is to help the world become a better place where you can see someone Asian, Indian, black, white, whatever, and they get a fair shake. You know, um, they, they get they get an opportunity uh, to, to just be a human being to you and you're a hum, human being to them. And you two can interact just based on that level. Nothing else. You know, so that was a little long winded, but that was my mentality behind it. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what you. we need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, long, yeah. not long winded at all and just incredibly articulate and so consistent with the your feed. I mean, it it is just clear, it's so obvious that you're it's heartfelt. Um, and it's uncomplicated for, for people to understand the message that you're that you're sharing there. And you know, I have to admit, one of the things that I'm wrestling with right now is just my frustration uh, with our society. Um, uh, taking just things that are kind of pretty simple. We're going to treat everybody fairly. We're going to help each other. We're going to look after each other. We're going to build a just society. It's like, and then they turned it into this, how could we possibly do this impossible task of dismantling racism? And it's like, uh, start with love thy neighbor. There you go. How about identify <laughs> some things that could be changed to improve things? And why don't we vote for people who do those changes? There we go. Okay. That's pretty simple. And I think, honestly, that, that the, the powers that be in our society, the corrupt powers, 
because I don't think I think there's good power and there's bad power and corrupted power. But I do think that the bad power is there. They want us to be confused. They want us to think that there's a deeper issue. And so, oh, it's somewhere in some crazy science that they want to hoist on you or it's somewhere in in some kind of weird study that they read that people who are not the same skin pigmentation are not going to be able to ever bond and live closely or whatever ridiculous thing they have. The truth is it's simple. And, and human, you know, I, I remember I had a little bit of a fight with one of the fashion brands online because they posted something about the disease of racism. And I said, I'm sorry, racism is a choice, not a disease. A disease is something that happens to you. Racism uh, to me is a choice. You decide whether you want to look at yourself clearly enough to see how you view the world. And if you don't, if you don't look and, and take a look at yourself and, and, and analyze your intent um, and your behavior, well then you just might be, be uh, behaving in a racist manner or being outright racist or whatever you want to call it. But it's not a disease. To me, a disease is easy. Blame something else. To, no pill is going to cure this. This is not, no, no doctor is going to diagnose it and tell you, go home and take two. You know, maybe, maybe we could uh, draw that analogy, but tr it's, it's a choice. And, you know, I'm going to just say, I feel that we're at a very hopeful moment. I feel we are at a tipping point. I kind of feel like we, I, I started listing all the, the African-American men who were killed uh, over the last five years, I, I just started listing the names I remembered and listing, listing some of the names um, uh, that I Googled. And the list got really long, really fast. And I said, why in the past was it not enough? And, you know, maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's just the clear, crystal clear uh, ugliness, disgustingness, the violence of that video, that this is not one that can be explained away by tricky lawyers and by all kinds of pundits. This is just disgusting. And I hope and I pray that enough people will just say, we're not going to forget this one. This is not the one we're going to forget. We might forget a lot of other things. Don't forget this one. And so all I think what 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 we can do in, in our lives is continue to remind people that they can't forget. But I do, I, I just, you know, a couple people a little have confronted me and said, Albert, I think you're being totally quixotic about this and naive. And I'm like, I feel like things are different. We have to hold each other's toes to the fire and say there's zero tolerance for this behavior. We're not going to tolerate in our, in our leaders, our president, our senator, our mayor, our police chief, our families. We're going to confront our dad if necessary. We're, we're, it's, it's zero tolerance. You just can't get away with this shit anymore. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Sorry. No, no, it, no. And, um, you know, in the military, at one point, you couldn't be gay, right? You could, it was, it was blasphemy. It was, well, no, absolutely not. You, you better, you better protect that while, the, while you're in. Don't tell anyone you're gay. Then it was don't ask, don't tell. Now, you know, you can be as freely gay as you want in the military and you have to be accepted. So we can change. change if, the, if the military can do it and anyone else can do it, uh, if a human being who has a terrible background, um, just a whole, you know, they have the family problems, whatever the case, uh, if they can grow old and, and, and not give that, give that same kind of energy to other people and be a better person and, and change and not let that affect them, this system can change. It can change. And I believe I, I'm in agreement with you. It will change. Um, but like you said, it, it is up to us. It's always been the people and usually it's the people that it affects the most that changes. And like you said, so many, I, I don't believe, I don't know if you said this, but I, I believe so many people have been affected by this, just the, the inhumaneness of the act of what happened, that it's like, this shit has to stop. It has to. It had like that, that can't be videotaped, nor can it happen, nor can it happen behind the scenes where we have to stop that. So yes, I'm in, I'm in complete agreement with you. And I use that military analogy because, um, man, I remember, I remember my, my stepdad being in and him just alluding to it, like, uh, you know, um, don't ask, don't tell, you know, we can't mistreat gays. Um, it's, it's really different. It's a different environment. But then it starts to become the norm. And I, I believe that is what we're on the, temp the tipping point of is the norm is going to be you don't see a police officer kill someone or you see uh, um, you might see uh, an interaction with the police officer and someone else. But you can clearly see from eight years ago to 
wherever we'll be in the future, that that officer subdued the situation much better than we did eight years ago. That's going to be the norm, you know, that that they do everything in their power, even if they run, uh, if, if there's an altercation back and forth, that the officer does everything in his power to get the situation under control without using deadly force. That's that's the norm we want, you know, so. And. I just want to clap, applaud. I'm like, inside, I'm like jumping inside my clothes here. Like, like a kid, like, yeah, I could not. I mean, that was just absolutely brilliant. Spot yeah. on. Um, Adam, do you want to, do you want to pop in here? Yeah. I mean, want to scream. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm over here just saying it has to be the normal. Like I won't accept another normal because, you know, whenever, my wife and I, we were watching the the funeral service and there was the, the eight minutes and 47 seconds or there was of silence. And my wife just started breaking down in tears. And I was like, you know, we, we've been pretty, you know, even headed about this for a while. And I was just like, what's, what's wrong? And she's like, you know what I think about? Think about Kofi, think about my son and how he's going to be affected because it's not us. We're adults, we're, we're older. I mean, <laughs> I'm beyond white. Um, and, you know, she's, she's African and, you know, she's in like, she's turning 30. Um, so it's really about our son, like, and how could we live? How could we tolerate a society that targets a specific race and hurts them? Like, that's our son. Like, that's our blood. Like, it's our family. That could be that potential. And, just seeing George Floyd in that position and then being able to think about my son being there just makes my blood boil. Like I, it's like, it's, it, it will not happen. And, you know, um, I think the big part about this is kind of like, you know, our community, the, you know, the men's denim community, the, the fashion community, a, a lot of people, especially on social media are like, I want to do something and uh, we need to do something. And, we're all kind of like looking around and just being like, okay, what, what do we do? Like, how do we do this? And we're all trying to just make something happen. And, you know, I, my kind of statement and along with uh, Lucas as well, um, we'll be talking to him uh, shortly after this is, you know, we have to be wrong before we're right, but we have to make the effort to try and we have to continue to just to keep going and, you know, really call it out and stand up for what we believe in and make it known. So um, part of my, you know, part of this is like, how, how are we going to continue that conversation into to action? And like, how are we going to hold the police force accountable? How are we going to hold each other accountable? And how are we going to make this community become less divided and less polarized and come together with one kind of united front? So I think that's like the real big thing that's kind of like, that's like the tense bubble that's bubbling up. It's like, okay, we, we want this, we want this, we want this, but what's the next step? Like, where are we going to go? Um, so, I mean, look, <laughs> we all are just kind of like looking around at this point and I'm not expecting you one to speak on the entire black community or two, um, <laughs> like demand anything of the white community, but just what do you think your thoughts are, especially like in your city, in, in your kind of, you know, community that you influence in your social media page, like, what do you think are the next steps? What do you think will help men, especially in, in our realm of influence, start the conversation and continue it to ensure that, you know, this doesn't happen again because no one wants it. No, no one wants this. Yeah. Um, we, we all have our, our circles of people, our friends, our family, and, uh, everyone has seen this, you know, um, Let's just even before I even get into that, I think the first thing you do is you look at yourself and you see what, what kind of actions, you know, you're putting out to the world, what kind of energy you're putting out. You got to change that within yourself for before you even, you know, talk to anyone or whatever. You got to look in the mirror and be like, you know, what kind of person am I? Am I am I am I on the side of, of the officer? Am I on the side of, 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 uh, of basically the, the oppressor, the person that's oppressed? Uh, and you, you got to be able to to look at yourself and be like, you know what? I I am putting out the energy to the world, as Albert alluded to, is love thy love thy neighbor as I would love myself. Right? You got to start loving yourself first. You got to. I, I don't I don't really have like a formula for it, but you, you got to really look within yourself and be like, am I treating myself with respect? Am I miserable in my life? Like, what do, what are the things that I need to change first so that I can 
start to help other people change. You gotta, you gotta change yourself first. You know, each, each person gotta look within themselves. And then once you do that, you know, you start having conversation with those around you. Cause maybe you're already at that point where you can have that conversation. You have a conversation with those around you. Let's say you don't have social media. I have people very close to me that don't even have social media. And we talk about this for hours, you know, um, black, white, Asian, a, a lot of people. And, um, you just start having a conversation and that, and everyone has different skills and specialties. I'm not a, um, a political wizard by any sort. I, I know probably a little bit about everything. And then a lot of, I, I don't know too much about a, a, enough stuff I should, but I got friends to do. I have individuals that do that when you have those conversations. So for me, people could talk to me and I'm like, well, you know, Rashad, like, you know, what would you do? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll try to start like a hashtag trend or maybe I'll start, um, I don't know, maybe I'll go out to the city and, and wear some clothing and, and, and purposely walk around all day and try to make people aware and have conversations with people. That's just in my mind. But then other people may say, well, you know, what I can do is, you know, I'm, I'm, in, the, uh, I'm in the culinary art, arts world. I could start making food, you know, uh, maybe in, for the African culture. But everyone has different roles in how they move. And when you're trying to make change and everyone collectively says, you know, we want to change the world, everyone's going to do it in their own way. You know, so, um, yeah, you, you look within yourself, then you start having that conversations with others. And, you know, with me, I happen to have a social media platform. So I try to I try to influence conversation and, and, and spark motivation and, and debate and just get get the mind rolling. Because if I put something out there that I may, I may not necessarily be able to do anything with, you may take it. You may completely just run with it. You know, so I think as much as much good information that you put out there, the good conversations that you have it's going to touch people and, and you know, they're, they're going to take it and they're going to do with it what they will. And I believe that is our responsibility is to, is to spark that change. You know, we're the people that have the power, have the influence, uh, have the voices, have the, have the courage to put ourselves out in the open and, you know, allow people to take from us what they will. That, that, that's my role in this. My role is to put out as much good energy as I can make as many people aware as I can. And hopefully they can say, you know what, Mr. Little motivated me to start this or do this or whatever. And I'm okay with that. Right on. Well, it seems uh, we're right back to intent. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> the mm -hmm. first thing, you know, we talked about is it's coming back full circle. It's just, that was not planned. guys. I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come to this and be like, you know what, this podcast, I'm talking about intent the whole time. Yeah. No, but, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's well, I mean, once again, I mean, it's just, it's built into your approach to life. So it's going to come out in everything you do. I, it, I mean, that's just awesome. When I saw that the the video, the George Floyd video, all I could think was, what enabled, what created such hatred? What happened to that man? Is he just entitled because he is a powerful white dude to cause grief to everyone around him? It, did he not get an erection that morning? Like, what the fuck is that man's problem? Like, that should be like, you know, my my little. I did a little post and I just said do contact tracing with this gentleman and try to understand, try to get deep down in the motivation of what makes a hateful person. Cause I tell you, if that came just from police training, either shut down the police station or give them different training. I mean, as one point a friend pointed out, barbers get more training in, uh, in barbering than cops get in training for managing interactions with uh, potential suspects. Um, so I, I just I just kept looking like what what power trip is this guy on? He's just like there's something deeply profoundly messed up in this person's psyche to go that that bonkers. I mean it's fucking nuts, or just evil. Maybe it's just evil, and that's really what it is. Um, but to 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 to, um, to finish off just you know, on 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 the practical, thing, I think what you said is exactly right. To to to. And people need to understand that just doing doing their part, they don't have to change everything. They don't have to become an attorney and argue the case at the Supreme Court. Do your part and mm -hmm. be a good parent. Give to be, be a good friend. Rec you know everything that you said is totally, uh, totally on point. And I do believe, um, I do believe that a, a couple of simple steps uh, we need to identify a couple of very, very specific um, uh, societal, institutional change that need to happen. And here's my dream is just that one of the parties 
uh, and we know which one it's going to be. I'm not going to even go there. Just says that this has to be a, a, a election issue. We are going to make one justice system for people of all colors, not multiple justice systems. Uh, and, and then if people do their responsibility as citizens, if they read their history, if they actually understand what's at stake, they will vote for a candidate who's going to make that change and make that a priority because that's how priorities get made. You said, you know, to return to something that you said earlier, gays in the military. Um, you know, I grew up, I'm a gay dude. I, I grew up never imagining that I would be able to say that to two really cool uh, dudes on a, on a podcast. And I just said it. And not only that, I'm married. I'm married to a dude. Uh, that changed because one day there were more people who found it offensive to call someone a faggot who than people who didn't. And just one day it was like, you know what? That's it. We've had enough. We've just had enough with picking on gay people. And collectively, you know, I'll never forget that moment where we watched Brokeback Mountain and straight dudes were like, you know, poor gay dudes. They really, they've really taken a lot of shit. We're gonna, we're gonna give them a break now. I yeah, actually felt yeah. that in my life. Uh, and 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 I really believe that that's where we are now. I really believe that it's possible if white America just says, that's it. We're not going to backtrack anymore. We're not going to let this slip away. As, as one of my friends posted on, on Instagram today, uh, he, uh, he's an amazing guy. He's a, a, a sommelier, a wine expert. He said, you know, the idea that there's a civil rights era is ridiculous. The 60s were not a civil rights era. Every day is a civil rights era. If you are not living for civil rights every day, you're not a good citizen. America is only going to be up to its promise if you're a good citizen and living for the purpose of civil rights and, 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 and uh, committed to it every day. It's not the past. It's always something we aspire to get better because we can always get better. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little passionate. No, no, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yeah, that, um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're um, half my age almost. Um, I, I do imagine that different people of different generations are seeing this moment in very different ways. I think without, you know, if you didn't live through, I was a kid when it, the I have, have a dream speech happened or, um, you know, we, we all live in different times. What, when, when you look at what just happened this past week, um, it's going to be a historical time that, that we're looking at. I'm just wondering if there's, if there's a, a, you know, a dream that you have about what this time really is. I mean, this, you know, it's obvious. We, we want it to be a turning point. But is there any, anything else that you want to add to that mix? Um, no, no, not, not really. Um, what I want is, is for people, uh, what I want is what happened with that, that little boy looking at the screen. I want people to stop looking at, it's fine if you see color. It's fine. But, you know, if you see, and I like to use beauty as, a, as an analogy, right? If you see a beautiful Indian woman, Asian woman, you know, whatever it may be, beauty is beauty. You do recognize that she is of a different race or, you know, maybe she has different features. Like uh, you're married to an African woman. Um, they have different features. They just do. Yeah. And, you, <laughs> and, you, uh, and, and you recognize that. But you know what you never do? You never go... Um, well, I want to say never, but what I would want is for, 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 for men or whoever to be like, I want to date them or I want to talk to them, you know? And it's not, a, it's just like, I, I'm just drawn to your beauty, you know? People should be drawn to people like that. You know what I mean? I, I, the, I, the way Albert was drawn to me, it didn't matter that I was black or whatever the case of just as like, dude, you can fucking dress. I like it. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, we all, we all bleed red. Right. And we, we all have one goal in mind. And that's we're, we're looking for love. We're, we're trying to uh, have companionship. We're trying to make a living for ourselves. Right. So whoever you are, white, speak different languages, doesn't matter. Like everyone deserves a fair shake. Everyone deserves to just accept people for who they are when you first meet them. Right. Whatever race you are, whatever case, um, respect their passion. But just real quick, when I lived in Hawaii, that's when I really start to understand this about accepting cultures is that I was in like, you know, you have like Waikiki beach, you know, the main part. And then you go out to, um, to the different bays and, and just the different places out there where it's, it's really the Hawaiian community. 
And when you embrace other people's cultures, other people's differences, it's a different type of love. It's a different type of feeling. You know what I mean? I haven't traveled all over the world, but when you embrace someone else's culture and you're able to open your mind up to that, you start to understand those people. And um, you build that bond and you, res you respect them. Everyone comes from different places. Um, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I can put that in there as my two senses is when you, when you begin to open up your mind and understand someone else's culture, upbringing, uh, their past, their history. Um, I even took Hawaiian studies when I, when I went to a community college down there. You really, get to you really begin to understand how they got to 2019, 2020, where they come from. You know, so that's another thing we can do, too, is that we can, um, you know, maybe for a, a lot of white people, Asian people, Indian people who don't understand why something like that will happen to George, George Floyd. Take a little bit. Take a, a look back at our history um, between one another, between whites and blacks. And um, when you look back at the history, you'll be like, damn, like, that's really fucked up. What should go off in your head is how do we not let that happen again? Right. And then you'll start to be like, OK, what do I need to do on it? Like you said, everyday basis to make sure that doesn't happen. So um, I came around to my main point. I didn't have it in the beginning, <laughs> but I, I got around to it. You know, under, understand the history. Uh, and also, man, don't don't prejudge. You You meet people don't don't matter where they're from. Shake their hand, look them in the eye. Give them that respect. I don't care where they're from. You know, everyone's a human being. Everyone has a past. Everyone has a story. Everyone has history. Uh, that respect. It should just be what it is between two human beings. You know what I mean? Now, th there's other factors in there, too. I don't want to speak too generally. But generally, you know, um, you, you, you meet someone, you encounter someone, uh, male, female, no matter of sexual orientation, respect. Like, respect is so huge. You know, I was, I was, I was, born, in the, I was born in the South, Augusta, Georgia. Was down there for a couple of years before I moved to Philly. But yes, sir, no, ma'am. Um, those terms now can get a little wonky because a lot of people don't want to be called that and have different sexual orientation. But I grew up with that just being signs of respect. You know what I mean? And that, you have to change that. As time goes on, people want to be called different things. You just adapt. But those same principles are in mind. You know, just respect. You know, I don't care if you're a 19-year-old girl. Uh, I don't care if you're, you're a 56-year-old woman. You know, yes, man, no, man. That's just respect. You know, so... Uh, when you when you begin to look within yourself, I think you those those qualities start to come out. You know what I mean of of your own self. You start respecting yourself more. Then you're able to give that level of respect, whatever it may be for you. It don't got to be yes or no, man. It could it be yes, no? Um, yeah, I'm done. That was a lot. I'm done. Hey, just <laughs> I, the, I, I, I go the pleasantries is is so <laughs> underrated because yeah, 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 yeah politeness yeah. has just you know flown out the window in our yeah. fast, fast, fast culture. You know, um, sometimes you just don't stop down and just really recognize and say please and thank you. you know? yeah. uh, so I feel you on that. You know, you know, I've got I've gotten pulled over by officers and we, we wind up shaking hands or wind up talking about sports. I, I'm a diehard Saints fan, and uh, uh, I, I remember someone seeing my my um, my license plate, and uh, it's and the majority of the time it is it is a white cop that pulls me over, and we just we just wind up having a conversation and. Um, I made a video on TikTok. Uh, it was like three tips for if you get pulled over by officers because mm -hmm. a lot of black men aren't taught that. We're not taught to how to conduct ourselves. It's just really not taught that much in our community. Um, and so I made the video because I, want, I wanted to help people, not just black men, but a, a lot of people. And uh, when you show that level of respect, um, you get it. You, like, I think nine times out of 10, you just get it back. They talk about the Seattle freeze. I've never experienced the Seattle freeze because I don't go out with the mentality, you know, people in Seattle are just kind of standoffish or whatever. No, I'm going to go out and smile, shake your hand, talk to you. And uh, hopefully you'll talk back. If you don't, I'll come back tomorrow. Maybe you're having a bad day. You know what I mean? But Respect given is respect earned. There That's you go. one of my favorite lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the bottom line, honestly, is that, uh, you know, people like to, to explain away certain things. Say, oh, this is just an example of a bad cop and don't tarnish all the cops. The bottom line is, if we didn't see this frequently, when it happened would be an aberration. But the fact that we see it too often shows a pattern, and patterns show us something worth investigating. That's how science works. We see patterns, and we try to understand why they happen. So that's, that's really what's this all about. We're not going to make a perfect society, but we, you know, because you said nine times out of ten, you don't have a problem if you get pulled over. We have to make it not, we can't guarantee that 10 times out of 10, 
we're not going to have a problem. But our, we have to do a lot better than we've done as a society. We're not even close to being happy with our justice system if we get it wrong this often. So uh, I just think you're awesome. And uh, I'm sorry, did you have something to add? To well, that? yeah, I, and I was going to say, um, I, I speak from a very human level. You know, uh, I don't I don't pretend to know, you know, laws and different things of that nature. But I know what I could do at my level and what I can put out to the world is that at a very human level, uh, this is a certain way that we need to treat one another. You know, the more of us do that, you know, I believe the more of us do that, the the, the more we can change, the, the more uh, we'll get to that destination that we're trying to go. So I, I always look at things from a very day to day interaction, human level. It's probably my love for sociology. Um, that I, that I believe those things start to change, right? You, you, may, you may come across an officer or someone who is, is, is racist, right? It's in their heart. You don't know it when you meet them, but it's in their heart. And they meet you and you just, you just treat them with so much love. You give them so much respect. It, it's, it could be someone like me, a black guy talking to a white cop who may have a, maybe he was taught racism, but he met me uh, and I just changed his whole perspective. That's, that's, what, that's what you could do by spreading love and, and, and just being a respectful human being, you could change someone's life and not even know it. You wouldn't even know you did it, you know? And um, I, speak to, I speak to people very much on that level of what you could do day to day, day to day. And your change down here, it could be just as important as the change up here, you know, as the powers that be that are in that position, you, you have just as much power at this level with how you treat people every day. Yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I can't Mr. say. Mr. Little. Yeah. <laughs> Little man, yeah, that yeah, story yeah. of your mom dressing you up when you were a kid. Unfortunately, I got dressed up in like twinsy outfit with, with oh man, with my brother, and it was not it was not pretty. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my mom dressed me up too. I remember like cowboys and firemen. So <laughs> that is that, that that was hot back then though. That was yeah. the look. I want you to hit a hundred thousand followers. So absolutely, uh, oh, I hope. I hope that uh, I, I'm going to just be pushing even more, pushing your, your feed. And I want everybody listening to push your Thank feed. You. Really, really want you to come back whenever you want to come back and tell us more of your stories. You're just incredibly articulate and incredible inspiration. And you're only 30. So you've got so many years ahead to, to help transform society. I'm 100% completely sure that whatever it is, whatever your intent, whatever your desire and goals, you're going to get there and you're going to light the way. And uh, we're very, we're grateful for your time. This was just an incredible, incredible hour spent with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I, I appreciate this opportunity to be able to, to speak my truth and speak my mind. Thank you. Before I go, though, um, can we can we get a boomerang for my story? You know, oh, absolutely. we, we got to do it. We got to do it for social media. <laughs> for the you gram. Know? For the gram. For the gram. OK, let me see. Make sure oh, I get this one. All right, guys. So we're going to go on three. All right. One, two, three. Uh, that was perfect. That was perfect. That was so perfect. You guys can see it. Let's see. Let's see. Adam, Adam saved the day. You know? Albert. I got there a little late, I think. No, no, no. I like that. It's like, it's like three different expressions. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll save that. And is it okay to tag the podcast? And tag oh, oh, please tag away. Okay. Speaking okay, of perfect. the podcast, yeah. I think it's time for the VVV challenge. And, uh, how do you pronounce our podcast? Oh my gosh! Give me, give me, give me, give me just a second to pull it up really quick. Oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I heard you say it earlier, and I was like, I got it. Now I don't have it anymore. Okay. Uh, I just put it in the chat. You know, when he when he first told me, I was like, dude, really? I, I'm 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 looking at it right now. Veer uh, vulnerabilis veer. Oh man, he gets it. Everyone gets it. <laughs> I'm, staring, I'm staring right at it right now. <laughs> looking at it, it's a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. But that but that but that stands for a vulnerable man. That's yes. right. Okay, okay, great, great, great. Well yeah. And that's I, I, what we're here. We're here to share our stories, share our truths, our our tough times and our triumphs. And you've given us so much today and I truly appreciate it. You know, you talked about your hard times and your dedication to seeing it through and how you set your intention. And lastly, I think the, the most important thing is we need to continue to respect 
one another on a whole new higher level mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. slow down and just be polite you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> use yeah. the pleasantries it's only gonna help so thank you rashad anything else before i, I kind of wrap the show up no guys um i i really appreciate the 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 most important thing I can say to you guys is just thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do this. This, this has been uh, one of my first opportunities to speak on a podcast and uh, put my mind out there. Thank you, Albert, for believing in me. You've been you've believed in me for so long. And um, let's continue to do our part each and every day, you know? Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to get all teary now. The old dude's going to cry. God, God bless you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day off. Have a good weekend and stay in touch with us, okay? Okay, buddy. Will do. I'm, I'm gonna follow you too now, Adam. And follow your uh, follow your page, <laughs> and, and I'm uh, I'm gonna follow the podcast page as well. And we thank will you, thank you. Gladly and proudly follow you back. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, All right, guys. You gonna take us out, Adam? Oh yeah. So this has been another episode of the Veer Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky. I'm Albert Imperato, and I'm Rashad Little. Thank you for listening. <laughs>